0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DW, Void. we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Impact of Influence The Murdoch Family Murders. This is the unfolding story of a powerful South Carolina family, the mysterious deaths they are linked to, and our quest to bring you the truth. Hello, friend. So grateful that you're going to spend some time with us today. I am Matt Harris. Seton Tucker is on vacation, and our legal analyst, former prosecutor, and former defense attorney, John Snyder, is with us in studio. Hi, John. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. If you want to reach out to us all, you can uh, do it. Just get to MurdochPodcast.com or Murdoch Podcast on Facebook. We'll always love to hear what you have to say and your thoughts. It you also goes directly to me, Matt Harris podcast at gmail.com lots of Russell Lafitte stuff to talk about today a lot of things cranking up with the Lafitte issue and maybe some more names are going to fall it's a new lawsuit naming other attorneys that's all tied to this and we will get to it all but we have to start out with what is uh, happening as we sit down here to record this podcast is that a trial date has been set for Alec Murdoch? The double murder trial will begin January 30th in Collin County before Judge Clifton Newman. And Clifton Newman has been overseeing a lot of the Murdoch things that have happened over the last year and more. And they say he's a no nonsense kind of judge. And The trial is expected to last about three weeks. All right, uh, John Snyder. First off, both sides have wanted to be a speedy trial. They thought before December, but that was really unlikely. So January 30th seems like a reasonable date that we would have guessed. I think it's reasonable. It is
1: still quick, but it feels quick only because it's quick from indictment to trial date. They took a whole year of investigation. So in that regard, it's really been almost a year and a half to come from the date of the crime all the way to a trial. That's well done work by the state. So
0: many times the indictment to trial will be longer? Much longer. This is really, it's, I mean, in a first
1: degree murder case or a capital murder case, it can take years. And so this is, this is rather quick. The defense will say it speaks to the lack of the state's case and say so they're just trying to go ahead with it. Uh, the state will, and I think that's probably more accurate, will say that's the strength of our evidence is so clear and convincing and beyond a reasonable doubt, we're ready to go.
0: So they, they feel by the span of time between the indictment and the trial would lead you to believe that the state doesn't feel like they need a lot of investigation to be done now. They feel like they've got most of their case.
1: I think, I, yeah, it feels like in this particular, particular case, case, they did all the work up front pre indictment. And so now they've got everything they need to move forward. And they're not objecting to this trial date. They're not that, you know, we haven't heard anything about a motion to continue <laughs> They're ready to go. So what'll be interesting now is to see whether the defense really is ready to go.
0: Because they could have been playing a PR game, and now they say all of a sudden, you know what? That's pretty fast. We just got these things. We just got this. That'll be the story but, but, if they need that.
1: Yes. Cases only get better for defendants over time. Right. So, you know, witnesses die, evidence gets lost, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. A quick case like this, I would argue, speaks to the weight of the evidence that the state has in in favor of a conviction.
0: Uh, also I saw that there's 3 weeks marked out. I didn't know that when a trial started the circuit or whoever tries to decide how long it's going to be. You talked to both sides, you yes, defense
1: counsel how long they think their evidence will take, yes, the state how long you think their evidence will take. Jury selection in this case, my guess will be at least a week. You're going to have to call through a lot of people from Callison County that don't have knowledge or relationship. And so that that jury selection may be the longest part of this jury trial. Do you think the
0: trial will be televised?
1: I think the trial should be televised based on the nature of the of the parties involved. Mm-hmm. I think it I think it's in the public's interest that it should be. But that is 100%
0: discretionary to the judge. This popped in my mind just now. The fact that it went from indictment to uh, trial relatively quickly, other times you say there's a long, long, long delay, is, is sometimes the fact that the indictment happens and there's delay because the state just wants whoever it is off the street. And in this case... They didn't necessarily have to rush for Ellick's indictment because he was already behind bars and wasn't going anywhere. Does that come into play with how quickly they do an indictment? I think because of his profession, because of
1: the position he had locally, I think the state was a little more circumspect in pulling the trigger on the indictment till they had all their evidence lined up.
0: So they could wait the little over a year since the crime, and we don't even know if it was day one that they were putting a case together. That's right. And so, meanwhile, in in
1: other murder cases, you can arrest on probable cause and go Mm -hmm. through that. I I think they did not want to have any error in their case between accusation and evidence.
0: And it gave them a little leeway with the fact that he was behind bars. They knew where he was. He wasn't going anywhere. Because— if he hadn't been on behind bars for all the gazillion charges, 90 charges, 8.8 million in, uh, stealing money, people might've said, why did you let him walk around all this time when you thought he murdered his wife and kid? That's exactly right. If, if the only crime that he was accused of
1: was the murder, they would have arrested him sooner. Because it would look bad. It, it, well, it, it, public safety. I mean, public safety, too, yeah, right? And that's right. And, and that's what they do in every other murder case. Okay. Here, he was already in custody. He was already being investigated criminally for other matters, and bond was set at an appropriate amount uh, after a lot of litigation. So it, ma- it made sense.
0: So now let's move to the latest Alec Murdoch lawsuit, where. Two more Hampton attorneys have been named. I don't think anybody is surprised that more names will be coming up as this continues. Russell Lafitte, of course, is being charged federally, which Ellick is not as of yet. And this latest civil suit now engulfs these attorneys at uh, Peters, Murdoch, Parker, Ellsroth, and Dietrich, which was PMPED, but that name is no longer. And Michael DeWitt in the Greenville News wrote a really great article about it. The lawsuit was filed October 7th on behalf of Manuel Santis Cristiani. He's a citizen and resident of Mexico and a former client of Murdoch. And again, it was one of those deals where there was settlement, it alleges. The settlement never got to the person who should receive it. That's the crux of the lawsuit. John Snyder, you've looked at the paperwork. What does it say? What's going on here?
1: So basically, you've nailed the allegations. This guy was driving down I-95. His tire blew out, and there were some serious injuries as a result of the, of the blowout and car, the car wreck and all that.
0: I want to mention that was in 2008. Okay. 2008.
1: So in 2013 a settlement was reached between the plaintiff and the defendant which included an automobile manufacturer, a tire manufacturer and whoever else was was named in the lawsuit. What happened next is they settled and apparently there was a payout to the defend- to the plaintiff and now in 2022, the plaintiff is saying, "I had no idea. I mm-hmm. didn't authorize the settlement. I didn't. I wasn't aware of the dismissal, and I certainly wasn't aware of the money being paid." And so, they've asked for an accounting. Uh, they want to know what came in, when, and where it went. Mm-hmm. They've asked for. They, they've accused the law firm and others of. Basically, fraud, mm-hmm. uh, conversion, which is taking s- something that belongs to another person and converting it to your own use, and they have taken um, they, you know, they've named the lawyers that were were on the case mm-hmm. as well as the law firm, uh, alleging negligent supervision.
0: And they deposited the funds in Palmetto State Bank, where Russell Lafitte served as conservator of the funds. <laughs> Right, so he's so, up again in this
1: thing. So, and and just as we we've, we've said a long time ago, these cases are just going to keep rolling in. Mm-hmm. A- any anyone that ever had that law firm represent them in a personal injury case or or a civil case is going to either bring a lawsuit, and if they don't, they should absolutely check the records to make sure that the the numbers add up.
0: Murlock, of course, is named. And Crosby and Barnes are the other two attorneys named. And Crosby is saying, he's coming out swinging, saying, this is ridiculous. Uh, His name's Ronnie Crosby. He's a partner and shareholder at the former PMPD. William Barnes, the third, a former attorney at the former PMPED. And both of them are saying this is, is a bunch of garbage. Barnes says, I was aware of this lawsuit. Any allegation of wrongdoing on my part is false. The trust of this community is something I've worked hard to earn during my career as a lawyer and intend to defend my reputation. Crosby said any allegation in, his, in the lawsuit that it had anything improper or false, and the plaintiff and his attorneys know any such claim is false. I call upon them to immediately dismiss me from this lawsuit. And the attorneys are Orangeburg attorneys. And I would imagine, as you said, more and more of these are going to be rolling out. There are attorneys, I would imagine, searching through every nook and cranny, every civil case, any, any, anything that went through that law firm, right? Absolutely. And
1: for just cause. And, yes. And the other two attorneys that are named in the lawsuit that aren't Alex, they may have been associates at the time. They may have just been doing their job as baby lawyers and filing a lawsuit.
0: So it is possible— that if there's three names on some sort of civil lawsuit or a settlement, two of those people might have been doing paperwork or might have been filing things. Like they aren't completely aware; they're not in the settlement part of it. They're, they're not it's no, possible.
1: They're not in the in as they say in Hamilton. They're not in the room. Right They're okay. they are drafting things, handing it to their boss, who would mm-hmm. have been Alec, and then he is going to negotiate things. So they're okay. so their names on there because they're they are they are appearing in the case, and that doesn't that doesn't take them off the hook necessarily, but like let's say the settlement was reached after Barnes left the law firm just because his name was on a pleading doesn't mean he had anything to do with the the conversion or okay. the the dismissing a case without the knowledge of the of the plaintiff so
0: the injury was in o eight. And then uh, PMPED attorneys filed the products liability suit on the t- on 2011, and then 2013 the attorneys negotiated a settlement. Now, when they say the attorneys negotiated a settlement, you're saying it's possible that the other two guys weren't part of the negotiation. That's right. Their names appear they could on be, the plea. Yeah. It, right. So, so given those guys the benefit of the doubt,
1: their name appeared on the pleadings, but that may have been as much as their involvement might be, and and that would be typical in a law firm. Where the you know the young lawyers draft things, their name goes on, they might get to come to court with their boss, they might get to argue a motion, mm-hmm. but most of the most of the senior work's done by the senior lawyer.
0: and if you were going to rip somebody off allegedly, you might want to pick some guy who lives in Mexico and easily could be unaware. Of settlements, or it just it just kind of goes away in his head. He's doing whatever he's doing.
1: Alex is saying, yeah, you
0: know, we're seeing a trend
1: of 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 victims who are either you know they they suffer from a medical condition, they suffer from a mental condition, or they're non residents in the in the area.
0: Easier ones to fly Work under off. the radar and solve and settle, and then put in the bank. And he's. And so, if this is true that there was a settlement, and Lafitte is the um, what do they call it? the conservator, he has a responsibility to hunt down the person the money's for, right? He does, and and you you would you would try to do
1: everything to contact them, and then in the event you couldn't find them, eventually you would you would turn the money over to the state, and it would go into a, a sheets like it, okay. it, like there's a process for this to be handled. That was not followed in this case, right. and it's it's similar to like very early on we talked about the 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 trooper who was in trooper Moore, yeah. He was represented by the firm, and now has turned around and and sued.
0: Yeah, where's my <laughs> money, man? So this will go to uh, civil for now. It's a crime, right? Or I mean, oh yeah, I mean it's, know,
1: it's it's a let and 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 crimes crimes are alleged through the civil conspiracy Mm -hmm. claim that's in there. And, and ultimately law enforcement will look at that and be like, okay, well, here's Here's another one (laughs) Here's indictment.
0: 598. And listen, I'm not saying that there's not a lot of people who are involved with this. And there's not a lot of potential corruption there. But I also talked to an attorney from our area. We live, but knows a bunch of people down there. And they're all kind of worried that they will get pulled into this, even though they didn't do anything nefarious or you're just by association. Like it's potentially, like you said, these guys might not have known about that. So there's a lot of people whose names could be dragged around here in the next few months, years.
1: Well, if they were, if they associated that firm on a lawsuit, so let's say that you're, you live in Fort Mill and you're driving down to Fripp Island, and you're in an automobile accident, mm-hmm. you may ask your your buddy that you that does your other legal work in Fort Mill to represent you. Well, mm-hmm. a, a smart attorney is going to find local counsel. And so there's all those cases. Oh, I got where you. Where people associated their law firm. You got to remember, prior to the fall, he was the head of the trial lawyers association. So Alec was. Alec was, so he handled cases for all kinds of attorneys. Wow. Uh especially if, the, if there was any jurisdictional opportunity for him down down in the low country. And so it, it is a valid concern for those other lawyers to be like oh dear lord, I hope that we our accounting matches up and that right. that what was actually settled was paid
0: because his reputation at that point, he said, at the head of the royal, it was sterling. Yeah, I mean, sterling.
1: That he's. If you got in an accident down that way, or your, or one of your clients did, or a referral did, that's who you would call. I see. I
0: see. Influencer. It's a word that gets tossed around a lot these days. There is a woman who went the distance, who broke ground as the first true influencer by living a remarkable life. Her name
1: elizabeth taylor
0: i'm katie perry
1: this is the story of the original influencer this is elizabeth the first elizabeth the first the podcast wherever you listen
0: uh let's move to sort of move it's all kind of involved in the same thing but russell lafitte and his attorneys Uh, have said, by the way, take a little break and uh, get you ready for some traveling you've got coming up, some international trip where you want to be able to at least get around, right? So you want to learn the language of the country that you're going to. You want to experience it with a little bit of knowledge going in. And you can get a lot of bit of knowledge when you use Rosetta Stone. It's the most trusted language learning program. It's available on desktop. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Impact of Influence listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 40% off. That's 40% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 40% off at rosettastone.com today. He's the accomplice, Michael DeWitt, another great story about this. He's the accomplice of Alec Murdoch, but he has this federal, these federal charges. And so there's all these pretrial motions in state and federal courts uh, to dismiss criminal charges, a motion to give Lafitte's wife half of his frozen assets is what I want to figure out what's going on. That doesn't seem like something someone charged with a crime can do, but explain to me what's happening here.
1: So obviously the wife had a particular standard of living that now being under house arrest can't be met. And a a number of their things are, are frozen and are under the control of of the courts. And so the wife may be saying, Hey, I didn't have anything to do with this. The amount that's frozen doesn't come anywhere near the amount that's, alleged to have been converted or taken by Lafitte. And so she wants to get her portion out of the, of being frozen.
0: Okay. Cause like they sold their family home in Varnville netting 317,000 for the legal trust account. And so she doesn't want, she's not motion, not making a motion to get all of it. Right. She's making a motion to get it. I, I believe a little more than half of some of these purchases and sales they've had. So it's not the whole thing. It's not the whole thing. And it it may be that
1: these are the fruits of her own labor. And because she happened to put them in a bank account with Russell, she can't access them anymore.
0: Well, like in the house uh, uh, sale, her name was on it and his name was on it. Right. So they're saying that 50% should be released to her. That's exactly right. Okay. Now, how do you think that will play out?
1: Uh, I think if the source of funds, so the court will go back and look at, well, how did you all pay for this? Okay. Did you, did you pay for it? You know, was a down payment come from your savings account and you put 10,000 down and you got a mortgage, that kind of thing. Or did, you know, was there suddenly $300,000 deposited into your bank account? And as a result of that 300,000, you bought the house. Okay.
0: So I think that, People may have seen the headline. They talk word spreads that he's going to give his assets, like all his assets, but it's the house sale mainly that they're talking about. And uh, the counter motion says that, uh, the law says that the uninvolved spouse should not receive a windfall at the expense of the victim where community assets were acquired with funds that were stolen from the victim. So that's what they're going to hunt down, right? Did you buy this with stolen funds?
1: Yeah. I mean, so the ultimate contention is, She's coming in to say, this thing here or this half of what's what's out there has nothing to do with, with the funny business that my husband's accused of being involved in.
0: Now, what the AG's office, I believe, is saying is we shouldn't decide any of this stuff till we do the whole Lafitte trial. That's their thought. That, that's right.
1: Again, understandable. On both sides I where, see, yeah. where the, where the state says, Hey, we have a victim. The purpose of the criminal justice system is to make people whole. And so if we can't, if, if you take money out and it turns out that the money you took out was needed to make people whole, you should, we shouldn't, you shouldn't have that money.
0: Right. Right. And by the way, uh, Lafitte's out on a million dollar bond, location monitoring restricts him to Hampton and Allendale counties, unless you go to court in Charleston or wherever that may be. Now let's move to Will's story and Fitz news about possibly being some tapes out there that Russell Lafitte made. And there was an emergency hearing on it on October 6th. And we'll never know it was in that hearing. I'm sure John, that's a closed kind of deal, right? But the hearing is allegedly about this tape Or evidence requested by Trenum Walker, an attorney who represents Palmetto State Bank. And that's where, of course, Lafitte was and the family business sort of was. And there might be a tape or some sort of evidence, but they're saying audio recording, in which multiple PSB leaders, this is from the Fitch News story, are rumored to be implicated in some of the criminal conduct of which Lafitte stands accused, and if that's the case, whole middle State Bank is going to do everything they can to make sure that tape doesn't see the light of day, correct? And what will they how will they let's say it does exist? What would be their pitch that this shouldn't see light?
1: So what it'll be is it could be minutes. A board meeting was recorded by Lafitte, and in it he says, Hey, we have this line of credit outstanding for Murdoch. Do you guys want to call it due? And they took a vote and they all said, no, he's, you know, we like him. We like his dad. We liked his granddad. So let's just let this one ride. Well, all of a sudden now it's not Lafitte who's engaged in this criminal Mm -hmm. conspiracy. It's just poor banking management. And so that is why both, Palmetto would prefer it not to get out because then the bank's on the hook, sure, for these issues. It may be more a clearer record of what the bank did or didn't know, mm-hmm. and that it wasn't that Lafitte was actually doing what the board directed him to do as opposed to him being engaged and nefarious dealings.
0: But they, would they have a leg to stand on? Is there some sort of privacy thing that I, I wouldn't think, right? Unless there's an attorney. Is there? Could there be an attorney in the room? And they're like, no, we were just talking with our attorney. I think it would be
1: disclosed. And then obviously I think if, you know, once you get in the habit of recording things, he's probably recording the conversation he has with Alec. He's recording conversations he has had with, other people mm-hmm. to be like, well, I'm not sure how this is going, but I'm gonna make sure that I have a record on my way out.
0: I mean, it would indicate a idea of what he was doing was wrong if he's recording things and he doesn't normally record them, right? I mean, that would uh, yeah. Why else do you record? You don't normally record it. Now you start recording things and you keep it. To me, that says, well, I do something was fishy.
1: Not not unless you are. Let's say you work at the bank and the the board is starting to ask you to do things, you're like, I'm not sure about that. And the and and the board's like, no, you go ahead and do it. Yeah. We authorize you to do it. That's
0: what I mean. He you would only record it if you think let's assume he doesn't record every single one in the history. You only record it if you think you might need this.
1: That's exactly right. You it's it's an act of self preservation. And so the question is what 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 was going on that made him think he needed self preservation?
0: And uh, in the Will article, Will Folks article, um, it says Lafitte knows that someone who is dropping dimes on him is guilty of conduct every bit as bad as what he has been accused of doing, perhaps worse. Sure, that the deposition was taken in twenty twenty two, February twenty twenty-two, and he, he did make comments about other people that worked there and whatnot, and he's working with the feds right now and the a lot of the decisions Russell Lafitte made might have had to get approval, right? It would some of these would you it's possible that somebody signed off on giving Alec money or at a rate, at a certain rate. The, Russell's not the only person
1: at the bank who knew that money was either owed or being spent in a manner that wasn't consistent with how you or I. Would, would get money at a bank?
0: It's very possible that that business had been done that way for 50 years or whatever. It's like, the the P M V D that's like Murdoch, or the Murdochs. We give them this rate because we know they, they're good with it. We're a small bank. We need his... The deposits. We need the deposits. Right. And would it go something like this? Could Alex say, "Hi, hey, I need $100,000, but you know me, I always got another... Settlement coming down the pipe. So just, you know, you know how long those things take. Just give me a hundred grand. Is that, could that be like a conversation?
1: That would be exactly the conversation. And and if they are holding the funds in a trust fund, they're sitting anytime on maybe $20 million plus. Mm. And so loaning out a hundred when their deposit rate for a small bank Mm -hmm. is so high. It makes sense, and it could be, hey, this is how you loan money to my granddad. This is how right. you loan money to my dad. I'm Alec. I'm number three. You should loan money to me in the same way.
0: And Now, when we're having this discussion, I want to point out, doesn't mean we think that's okay. I'm just saying this is how the game played. And it may be played around. I probably played around the country like that. It's, <laughs> it was the cut.
1: It, well, it's, it definitely should not be. <laughs> yes, and, it should not be. Yeah. The FDIC is... Pretty particular about how money's goes out. They're also really particular about lending practices being uniform so that, that one group isn't being treated differently yeah. than another other. You should get group.
0: a different rate based on your last name, that kind of That's thing. That's right. I mean, your credit score, you get a different rate maybe, Correct. but not – I'm a Murdoch. You get special treatment
1: based on objective criteria, not on who you are.
0: Right, and it also becomes clear as we start seeing – more and more of these cases come up. This has possibly been going on for certainly 15 years at the minimum with Alec. One of the cases settled it was like 08 or something like that. So it's been a long time. You think a responsible bank might start to go like, what's the deal in this? <laughs> There's like things coming in and out. Well, in a, like in a conservatorship for a
1: 16-year-old, $200,000 goes out that should immediately ring a bell to be like okay on these accounts it should be for living expense mm-hmm. so what living expense does a 16 year old have that would require $200,000 and so so that would be the kind of thing a smaller bank they might have a meeting to say okay out of this conservatorship um the the conservator has asked for money to buy a house Okay, well, then that that expenditure makes sense. But not having any check or balance on that
0: um, could be the fault of the bank. PMPD with with Alec Murdoch and Russell Lafitte at the bank, there's one of two things going on on each case. Either very, very poor checks and balances mm-hmm. that people are just, or, well, I guess there's three things. One, very, very poor checks and balances. two. People just look the other way and like, eh, I don't even let's, you know, I know there's some things, but it's not that bad. Or three, a total and 100% acknowledgement and, and knowledge, of what was going on. That, those are the kind of the three things.
1: That's right. And then if they had actual knowledge, what were they receiving a benefit? Were there, were there side payments? Were other officers of the bank doing business with Alec that, that, made them want to approve his loans like oh cool yeah i mean there's just uh, the uh, tentacles the tentacles and and again what this case has proven is who knows right like we've we still have yet to reach the bottom because now we're seeing lawsuits about people that are visiting our country getting ripped off right (laughs) so like right what what wouldn't they do
0: along the way I don't even know if you know the answer to this, but how hard is it to comb through every PMPD, every Alec Murdoch civil suit or criminal case? How hard is that to comb through? Uh, it, it
1: depends on the on the number, but it, it's it's very possible, and and we haven't even begun to get to any of the criminal right. cases that were brought and prosecuted by Alec. If That's I w- a great point. If I, was in, if I was in prison in South Carolina because he was the prosecutor, mm-hmm. I would be filing a motion for appropriate relief to to revisit my case because the prosecutor may have not been the most scrupulous one dealing in, the, in this case. Well,
0: and you also have, if you're the person who was sent to jail by Alec, you might have been sent to jail by what they claim to be an addict. Right. Right. Or if, or I think he defended some people. I know he defended some people too. Right. So if he lost those cases, then you got a motion for, you got, yeah,
1: ineffective assistance of counsel claim. I mean, it's just any case file that he ever touched is open to examination and, and the potential for a lawsuit.
0: How long do you think it would, would take? Let's for people who were prosecuted by him, say. Why haven't we heard anything about that? Is, is that a really strenuous case? Do, does an attorney have to do it? Can the guy in prison do it? Uh, you, you, would need to, you would
1: need to file a motion. And it, and it may be that all he, even though he was, a, he was an honorary or an auxiliary right. prosecutor, so he may have only sat in traffic court right, right. Once, once a month. And, you know, and he might've been calling the traffic court stuff for automobile accidents. So he's, he's there, gotcha. you know, he's, he's there getting an update on, on potential people to reach out to, to represent in personal injury cases. So
0: yes, as, as the, you know, volunteer prosecutor, plus his dad and granddad or whatever, you're right. They, they get knowledge of accidents pretty quickly. Correct. And so that flyers <laughs> in the mailbox plus they know everybody in the area
1: and they can reach out directly and say I've actually already talked to the person that hit you they're willing to agree- yeah they're willing to instruct their insurance company to pay you
0: policy limits gosh this thing this thing is is insane the amount of of I keep saying tentacles that go out and the number of attorneys who right now are like combing through settlements, uh, people who were in jail. It it just, it's going to be a lot.
1: Well, you, you've got all the billboard lawyers and then you've got, everybody is out looking to figure out where a big payoff is. And the insurance company for this law firm has got to just be, you know, freaking out, (laughs) you know, how do they gauge what their losses are going to be based on this guy's behavior? And at what point do they stop, Doing payouts to all these these clients, yeah. Of the firm. At, po- at
0: one point they may just go. I'm broke. I got nothing. Yeah. What? I don't even know this is a thing. Do the companies that paid out? I don't know State Farm Insurance or somebody. Do they have any care to even go find out any of this stuff, or do they, What are they? Are they going to be involved ever? An insurance company, like I yeah, wait, wait a minute. It, now that I mentioned it. I none of think the I, insurance
1: yeah. companies are are. We're going to be parties to fraudulent payouts. I mean, that's no, they're the, not yeah. part
0: of it. But I'm saying they're going to start digging into it. Oh,
1: I think, I think that I think the insurer of the lawyers and the law firm are absolutely they are they are tracing cases as we speak for sure. To be like, okay, they've reached out to State Farm to say, okay, in all the automobile claims that you guys had, how many of them? And Coleson County were paid to this law
0: firm. Okay. So okay. they're going to get ahead of it. I, it's not the law firm doing it. It is the law firm's insurance company doing it's it. It's everybody. everybody.
1: Everybody. Everybody is trying to figure out what the bottom is. And okay. we have not reached it yet, in my opinion.
0: All right. And, so the, and they want to know where the bottom is because that can make their plan. The, and then they don't you, want surprises at this point. They don't want surprises. That's exactly right. And, and right
1: now, all we get are surprises. Correct.
0: Cool having you in studio, yeah, John. Yeah, man. Thanks for having that was me. That very cool. Uh, you reach out to us, uh, Murdoch Podcast, Facebook, murdochpodcast.com, and Matt Harris Podcast at gmail.com. Seton will be back next week. And as always, so grateful that you were hanging with us. Join Halataha for actionable advice
1: from the brightest minds in the world on the Young and Profiting Podcast. Author and academic, Arthur Brooks, on what success isn't. The husband was
0: confessing to his wife that
1: he might as well be dead. And I'm thinking, whoa, what's wrong with this guy? I turn around to get a look, and it turns out to be
0: one of the most famous men in the world. The world tells you that if you are profiting money, power, pleasure, fame, you're going to be happy, and that's a bogus formula.
1: The Young and Profiting Podcast, wherever you listen.
0: at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. From DNA testing to the Dixie Mafia, Crime Capsule brings you new stories of true crime in American history. I'm your host, Benjamin Morris. Join us for exclusive interviews with authors from Arcadia Publishing, writing the hottest books on the most chilling stories of our country's past. You can find us wherever you get your favorite podcasts or on evergreenpodcasts.com. Crime Capsule, history so interesting, it's criminal.